Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Right now we're going to talk AFL with the Gold Coast Suns co-captain Jared Witts. Uh, one of the premier ruckmen, as we know, over the last three seasons, should have played All-Australian uh, after an outstanding last season, returning from that 2021 ACL injury. But uh, Jared Hills will talk AFL with you, but I want to talk um, golf. Hills was down there at the weekend and took on Braden yep. Fiorini and Took Miller at Royal Pines and, appa- and apparently towelled them. Crunched them. And just wanted to know ah. whether that had been mentioned in the four walls at the Suns training this week, mate. Um, yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, interesting story. I did hear that he was had a game with a couple of the boys, and Braden and I were in the middle of doing a group uni assignment, and he took the day off to go and play um, <laughs> with Hill. So I was a bit flat about that. He just handed us all the work, but I uh, was a bit sheepish on how they went, so I knew it didn't go great. Yeah, but yeah I was a bit flat on Braden for, for leaving the uni work. Um, to go have a hit. So, anyway. Hey, nothing's gone wrong I probably would have done the same thing if I got the opportunity. <laughs> and, Jared, it, like, I believe you do play a bit of golf, eh? And, and there are a few of the other boys out there. It was at Royal Pines on Saturday, and a lot of your members out there. Um, were you you obviously weren't there that day, but you've been playing at all? No, well, I used to play a little bit, and I've got a couple of young kids, so um, it got put on hold a bit. The clubs are a bit dusty, but hopefully, hopefully, um, get back into it as I get a bit older. Yeah. Now, Hills tells me that you were a, a very good cricketer as well. Oh, I'm not sure about that. I actually, um, I went to school, the same school as Elise Hills. Yeah, um, I know. You're Barker a Barker boy. Um, yeah, I'm a Barker boy. So I had a bit of a hit there, but um, no, nah, I could I could tell I wasn't, I wasn't going to be any good. So I gave that up pretty <laughs> quick. Got well, a few stress fractures, and that was me. Oh, you got the mandatory stressy, did you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got the mandatory eighteen-year-old stressies. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah well, yeah. You know, how how was it as a Sydney-born uh, athlete, and uh, you know, maintaining a, a love for Aussie rules all the way through? Um, yeah, I guess it was a little bit unique. I didn't start playing the game until I was about fifteen. Obviously, going to Barker as a rugby school, so. Um, didn't have a, a massive influence with AFL, but used to get out to the SCG every now and then and watch the Swans. Um, so I did have a passion for footy, and eventually a couple of schoolmates were playing, so I decided to play with them um, down at St Ives, and it kind of went from there. Oh, did they what? try and get you in the 15-man yeah. game, given your, what are you, 209 centimetres and 110 kegs or so? I mean, I bet they would have loved you on the rugby side. Yeah, I was, I was a bit stuck in the second row um, playing rugby, so... I, I don't know, I just felt like AFL had a bit more to offer in, in terms of um, instead of not, not having to tackle and, and put your head in the scrum, they had a bit more to, a bit more running involved, a bit more kicking, so um, decided to make the switch. How good would that day have been when they finally got you to come down and play for their local Aussie rules team, this, this big unit, and uh, we've got him. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't really have much of an idea what I was doing there. I was there for the social side of it for the first part. But oh, it's just a great game. It's just a great game, and it's, no matter what position you're playing, you're always in the game. So um, yeah, how, how have you how have you coped, Jared? You you've seen 
all the changes, many, many of, uh, or most of the changes in the game over the last, you know, 15 years where it was, yeah. it was more sedate. Um, you, not everyone had to do as much running as they do now. And now you need to be fit, maintain your height and your size and your stability. Yeah, it's kind of all those three elements that take away from each other. You've got to be in endurance, but then you've got to be quick and then obviously strong as well. So um, I guess it just creates like you can't have you can't have time off because as soon as you, you stop, um, you start to lose it all. It's one of those games where you've got to be kind of fit all year round or when you get back to pre-season now, you can get left behind. So um, I think it... It's enjoyable because it is a test almost in every every facet of fitness. But um, yeah, hopefully we can keep pushing forward now. Uh, you came back from an ACL. How's Ben King going? Yeah, he's gone really well. I think he's um, it was obviously a really real shame for him to go down towards this time last year. He put in a lot of work, and then to see that it, it's hard hard to watch, but. He, he has put in all the work. He, he's, he's got a really positive attitude. And I think it really helps him that he was able to do it with Lockie Weller um, for a large chunk of it and, and Connor Butterick um, with his second ACL. So they're, they're all going really well and um, hopefully can be right for that early part of the year. Must be time for a bit of luck, eh? Like a, a normal calf injury yeah. rather than a reconstruction, you blokes. Your, your main <laughs> players go down with yeah. big stuff, don't they? Yeah, we've been pretty stiff on the with the knees. Um, I, th- I think we are one of the highest, or if not the highest, um, one for ACLs in AFL. And unfortunately, they've just been a bit of a mixture of, of change of direction, um, landing, and, and impact. So, I mean, I'm just unlucky, you're just the, the wrong place at the wrong time for a lot of it. It's, it's hard to put your finger on things like that. Hey, give us a little bit of intel from pre-season. Uh, from what I'm reading, this 18-year-old, your top draft pick, Bailey Humphrey, is is impressive and and is likely to get into the, the, the top team at some stage in his first season. Yeah, I think so. I mean, like you said, he's an 18-year-old and, and he's coming in and getting used to what it, what it's like and what the expectations are of, of AFL footy. But he, he's, a, he's a great kid. We're, we're really lucky to have him. He's... Um, He's just a really good person, and obviously he didn't go high in the draft because he's not talented. He's got some skills there, and then we're looking forward to um, to developing that and having him playing as, as soon as possible because I think he's going to have a lot to offer our our footy club. Yeah, right. I think so. He was the Suns picked him up in their first pick. Is yeah. that what happened? Yeah, yeah. There was a bit of um, a bit of controversy around the draft time. Other teams trying to um, potentially try and trade up to get him so so we're really happy to, to have Bailey come up here and, and fit in well with our group. I was really interested yeah. in reading up on you about the New South Wales scholarship that you received yeah. to join Collingwood. Yeah, how does that work out? Yeah, it was just a, it was just a bit of a I guess something that the AFL was trying to do to build the game in Sydney at that time. Um, and now it's all academies. But I think I'm the last player, maybe Taylor Walker um, from Adelaide. I, I'm not sure if he had one or not, being from Broken Hill, but we're probably the last two that are on the scholarship program and it just was kind of an initiative from the AFL to build the game in New South Wales. And when it came draft time, that that club that scholarship you was able to have first rights to drafting you. So um, I was lucky enough to go to Collingwood yeah. um, and spend five years down there. But yeah, from 15, um, I signed with them and 
just had trips every now and then go down and, and get a bit of a taste for it and understanding of it. And yeah, it was, it's pretty amazing experience for someone like we spoke about growing up in New South Wales, not really understanding how big AFL footy was in Victoria and, and those um, AFL states. So uh, I was very thankful for Collingwood yeah. for that opportunity. Big initiative. Hey, yeah. No finals footy for the Suns, uh, 12th last year, but there was promising signs, but you can't, I don't think you can escape the hype this year, mate. The, the, you know, the, there's a lot of expectation yeah. on this club yeah. this year. Yeah, I think at just a, a baseline level, we just you want it, you're searching for improvement, and I, I, I'm pretty confident we're going to get that. Just in just in the growth of our young players, for one, but also another year last year of all playing together, um, Bar probably Kingy, Lockie, and, and Butters, and a couple of other key players. Most of us all played together and got that. Experience playing in bigger games against bigger clubs that um, should hold us in, in a great position moving forward. So I think from baseline level, we're we're obviously searching for that improvement. But I mean, finals would be nice. It's pretty hard competition these days. There's a, there's a lot of evenness um, within it. So mm. um, that's going to be the goal, no doubt. But it's a fair way to go. Yeah, you'll, you'll do it if you do have yeah. that luck with injuries. You know, you talked about those uh, important players uh, that you do have. David Swallow, how, how's he going? He was number one draft yeah. in 2010. He's been through a lot with yeah. you. Hey, how's he holding up? And has he got a couple more years to maybe enjoy some success like you're talking? Yeah, Dave's, Dave's obviously a great person and, and being great for our footy club. If there's any more laid back, he'd fall over. Yeah. Dave. But, um, <laughs> yeah, he's... Um, He's he's been a great 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 clubman. Um, I think he plays his 200th early in the season, um, which would be a great milestone for the footy club and for him and for us to celebrate that. But yeah, I think a lot of us uh, have got that in the back of our minds. I like hear he has stuck around and and seen it yes. out, and um, it's just another reason that we want to get there. Yeah, that's right. It's a that's a compelling reason. Hey, Jared, really appreciate your time today. That's great. Um, doesn't sound no, like no you and Heels will be on the golf course anytime soon. Ah. No, a big loss. Hopefully, to, we can get a game. Big loss to cricket, mate. But anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll let you play a good year of Aussie rules. <laughs> Oh, thanks very much. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your time, Jared. Which they're the co-captain of the Suns. Final trial match for the Bronx and the Cowboys Saturday night, sunny coast. Matt Ballin is up there. They've been in camp for a little time up there, the Broncos' assistant coach. Uh, now, Matty, before we get down to the serious stuff, there's been a text here. Could you please ask Matt Ballin why his NFL multis were so poor this year <laughs> and if he deserves to keep his position uh, punting alongside Trent? That's from Damien. So he's, put uh, his, he's put his name to it, Matty. And that's not serious? Yeah. Okay. Uh, mate, he's, he's in one of our punters clubs. So, Damien, he, he rang me yesterday saying he's threatening to call Patton Heels and send him <laughs> a, um, a text message about my punting. But I think you'll find that I'm up near the top of the leaderboard with the punters club, boys. So I'm doing okay. <laughs> He's just well, got the dirt. How are you guys going? We're, you guys going? Pretty good. We're going very well. How's the sunny coast? So, apart from your skipper, uh, which we need yeah. an update on, um, how's it? How's it been for the team? No, it's been excellent. It's it's nice to get away from Brizzy, you know, and and having the sunny coast and, and Twin Waters. The facility up here is fantastic. We um, I stayed here during COVID, and it's got all the training fields, and it's got a you know a gym nearby. Um, the beach is right next to it, um, so it, it's a. For a footy club to come away, it's it's great to have a little little break away from your home base and 
there's no better place than this one to come to. And, you know, the fans have been great up here. We've had excellent turnouts at our training sessions. We trained against the Sunny Coast Falcons yesterday, and that was a really good hit out. They're, they're a really solid footy team. And, um, yeah, we're getting a lot out of the camp, so it's been it's been great. Oh, it's a great idea. So congratulations to those decision makers. Um, and now, Matty, you're, you're now an assistant coach, but your main responsibility is the attack. Is that right? Um, yeah, well, yeah, we, we we help across all different parts of the game. So yeah, but, um, but mainly that part of it. And um, yeah, it's it's been a it's been a real pleasure working with these fellas in this in this off season. And um, yeah, it's going really well. Um, scored a few points last week, and, and we let a few in. Um, but hopefully, there's um, we let in a few less tries this this week against the Cowboys. That has been the key. Kevy said that a couple of times to us on the show, mate. Isn't it? that stiffening up that defence? Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's that's the main the main goal, and and we've had a few really good chats this this camp, and and Kevy's very very passionate about fixing that up. So I'm going to help out a bit more with the defence at the moment, and keep working with those middles with with Johnny Carrod, and then we've got Brett O'Farrell who's working really hard with our contact staff, um, and Darius Boyd's helping as well. So there's a heap of us working on defence, and um, it, it's the main priority this this whole off season. It has been, and and leading into this game, it's it's our main focus. Um, We've got a really fit, young, strong group of players, so there's there's no reason why we, we can't be one of the best defensive teams in the comp, and, and that's the focus um, for this game, especially and the rest of the 2023 season. Well, you've got to still put points on the board, mate. Yeah, a bit like Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to score. Th- I'm going to score thirty. You better. You better keep up with me. You know. Yeah. So that's well, right. Well, you got to score points these days. It's it's a, it's, a, it's it's what he's geared towards attacking football. So. It's hard to defend, but you've got to score points as well. You know, coaching attack. So I, I put a little bit of thought into coaching attack. Is it is it as structured as defence? It probably has to be. There's a lot to it, isn't there? Yeah, there is. There is. There's a lot to it. And when you get a when you get a scrum or a um, or a tap or you know a set start, you can you can probably put a few more layers of structure to things. But when it's in that fatigue, that backwards and forwards arm wrestle style, you probably just got a bit of a you know a power running base. So power running with lots of support around the ball and, and that's when the game opens up a fair bit and you see with the six again rule these days it, it's it's probably geared towards fatiguing players and trying to let the smaller guys and the faster nippier attackers bring them back into the game mm. so um you know it, it's a really tricky one to get the balance between you know that attacking flair and then and just making sure you get your defense right but um we're working really hard on that at the moment and they're not being too nice at the tackle now where, where does uh, attack become defensive coaching too because you know do you you coach attacking and then staying on your front you know that part of the wrestle yeah definitely definitely um you know with, with that sort of thing we've got we've got Lee Breers who was you know a really yep. really strong and really smart attacking minded um, Englishman yep. um, and Brett O'Farrell does all our, our contact and that involves you know finding your front when you're carrying the ball and fighting for a quick play of the ball and you know offsetting their markers and all those little details in that so um yeah you, you, we, we focus on winning the ground basically in, in both sides of it heels and if you can do that if you, if you win the ground and you get, generate those quick play of the balls when we've got the ball and then you slow them down it's it makes the game so much easier mm. for, for our decision makers and, and then our whole team as well uh Matty, obviously you're a betting man if you're leaving one of the pundits clubs. Um, <laughs> Reese Waltz, round one. Responsible betting, Pat. Responsible oh, oh yes, I know. Exactly right. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Um, yeah, Reese Waltz, round one. What do you think? Oh, you know, he, he seems like he's really determined to play, so... I think there'll be I think there'll be a few decisions made on that with the medical staff and and him. 
there was talk of you know wearing a face guard just to try and protect it. Um, so one thing it's it's great to see that he wants to play. That yeah, that sort of shows you that he's in the frame of mind where his injury he might not feel like it's going to stop him from playing. And he and he's firstly he wants to play it. That's a really good sign. Um, secondly, we'll make sure he's going to be right for the whole year. You know, it's going yeah. down to Penrith, which is a tough tough trip and. Um, in the in the in the best case when you when you're fit, so we'll make sure he's right and make sure his long term health is probably the main thing. Yeah, of, of course. And and the other one naturally is the skipper. With that news sort of coming out in the last twelve hours or so that he's going to miss this last trial, uh, with just a few dramas in the lower back. Uh, what's that, mate? Is yeah. that is that age or is it what's happening? <laughs> oh, he won't be up here if I say age, but no, you know he's. <laughs> He's over 30 now. I know when I was playing over 30, little things like that happened. But, you know, he's played so many pre-seasons, so many trial matches and, yeah. you know, one comp. So he, he doesn't need to play another trial, I don't think. He's he's ready to go for the season. We just want to make sure that he's he's right and good to go. Um, he, he probably could play. Like, that's the thing. We just Adam Reynolds has played over 200 games. He's captain, you know, this club last year. So he knows exactly what it takes to get him right for a, for a football season. And, uh, you know, a couple of weeks off now leading into Penrith, I think is probably just what the doctor ordered for him. Uh, overwork. It's uh, it's not so much age. He's been working so hard. Now, hey, overwork. I yeah. don't know about Halfback's working too hard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and still on attack, You've, you then go into the Fords, don't you? Do you work with the Fords and their attack? Like, I, I well, think... Johnny Carroyd. Yep. Yeah, so he's more he's around the Fords in general, but we we got to be careful. Yeah. I think this year, um, not to isolate Payne Haas, he he seems to be on his own too often. So is that? Yeah, it... yeah, definitely he was. He 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 just puts himself in a position. He's, he's so fit and he can play eighty minutes of footy, Payne, if, if you ask him to. So he can just get there when others when others can't. So. We've had a big focus here on, on, on using him in the right areas. We, we want our middles, you know, big forwards scoring more tries down down there into the field, and, and that, that involves working with the dummy halves and making sure they know when to hit them in the right the right spot with the ball and, and then using pain for, for areas where he's in a bit more space and running at smaller men. So we're, we're very lucky we've got some really good middles. You know, we've got Tommy Flegler, Paddy Carrigan and Payne Haas, who are all State of Origin representatives, yeah. you know, and we've got solid players like Corey Jensen and Keenan Palacia coming off the bench. So we're blessed in that department, um, and we just got to make sure we get them the ball in the right spot. Matty, now that you're spending more hands-on time with them, what have been your observations of Haas? Because all the talk in, in, in the last year or two is that aerobically for such a big man, he's almost a freak of nature. Yeah, well, he is. You hit it on the head, Pat. He's, he's unbelievable what he does. You know, front rowers... They don't. They don't play eighty minutes in this this game. Look, this game is so taxing, and with six agains, and they just get worked over the whole game. You know, I think last year he played played a few games where he just kept going for eighty and didn't didn't want to come off. Like there was no sign. But when and even when we try and pull him off sometimes and bring him off the field, he he says no, he wants to stay there. So <laughs> sometimes you've got to just protect him from himself. He he just is a beast. He's an animal. Like we see what he can do. Uh, at, at, you know, state of origin and then Australian levels, and then. Uh, with the Broncos, he's just one of our consistent performers, and you know he's he's developing his leadership off the field. He leads by his actions, um, but you know he's working on that now too. And nothing seems to phase him. He's just a you know real solid leader and and, and great footy player mm. in our team. Yeah, no if we idea. can support him better, he had two debilitating injuries yeah. last year. He had those shoulders, remember? Shoulders and then a foot, yeah. a foot or a syndesmosis type thing later on. Oh, no, that, that been was hard the, work. Was that the Sanchu thing? No, yeah. <laughs> Where's Albert? Where is Albert? 
Hey, so, uh, good uh, luck to him this year. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Matty, yeah, yeah, we've got to get to the news, my mate. Really appreciate your time. Yeah. It's been – you're right, I think. Breath of fresh air up there. Get the team away from that grind of training down at Red Hill. And hopefully they're ready yep. to go. And they've got a couple of t- tough ones. I mean, Cowboys have got virtually full strength and then you rolled straight into the Premiers uh, for your first round yeah. in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, you know, we, we've talked about that this week. You know, the Cowboys are really strong side and they're probably on the up even from last year. So, you know, it's a great test for our middles. And, and you know, Townsend and, and Tommy Dearden and the halves are really effective players. So two tough games, like you said, Pat, but we're, we're really excited and looking forward to them. Matt Bell and Bronco, Broncos assistant coach. Thank you, mate, for your time. Good luck, Matt. Thanks, boys. See you, boys. Thanks. Bye. Now on Breakfast with Pat and Heels, Heels gets his gloves off. You know, everyone's talking up this fortress of Delhi, you know, where we haven't won since 1959. Well, we've we've had three draws, so there's been, only been seven games. So it's it's not been an every-year type failure at Delhi. So since 59, we've had three draws and three losses. And, and that's not too bad. Um, so what what is it that, and, and that makes a fortress? So Delhi will will call one, and because of the the stranglehold India has over everyone, not just Australia at Delhi, the Gabba is a well known fortress. Lords Lords is a fortress for the away team. It's a reverse fortress. Everyone plays well there because they can't wait to get there and play. But they beat England all the time, <laughs> so England have got to find a way to re re fortress that. Um, Sabina Park we talked about before. It's pre- it's pretty hard to win at. And maybe Sri Lanka Gaul. Uh, which is adjacent to a real fortress. Uh, it's it's very difficult to to play their cricketers there too. So what creates success at a venue is a comfortable familiarity for the dominant country. So practice, play, and accommodation are all fun. So you can't wait to get back there every year. So if touring teams aren't playing tour matches, which might develop such a comfort, so go to Delhi and play one of your tour matches there early in a tour. Um, try to develop some comfort. But if you're not doing that, it has to be done all in one week and it needs to be a great effort. Five days of that one week are under the searing pressure of a test match atmosphere. So it's a difficult thing they're trying to cram in. A superb performance is therefore required to restart something that the 59 Aussies thought they'd begun under Benno. So one, you've got to have no fears of the surface. We're ready to play better than them on whatever they throw up. Now, in Nagpur, I think India had that attitude and we didn't. So we'll know what we need uh, for this match. A great preparation of all the required skills. The batting, fast bowling, reverse swinging, spinning. No, we haven't done that. Bowling, um, you know, is there any evidence of all all our skills are right? No, not there. And then team. So preparation of your team stuff, you've got to be totally tight whether you're going down or you're winning. Um, and so that has been developed in the last two weeks. Thinking in the middle, not just in meetings and the media, right right out there in the middle of the raging crowd, what is it I need to do right now? And then there's got to be an energetic fitness to take it all on and not stress about what might happen, just what is happening right now? And what have I got to do? You don't start something like breaking down a fortress or changing your your record in India by setting out to start something. It happens with good old-fashioned hard yards that you build on every tour. And before you know it, you've changed something. You can't come up against these Indians thinking you're going to change 
the whole uh, history of our relationship in uh, certain venues. It's just got to do the hard yards and we'll have changed it down the track. Do you think such character will come out and come to the fore this week in Delhi? What are your thoughts, listeners? 13, 13, 55.